Decision Podcasts by the New York Prosecutors Training Institute are made possible by VoicePods. Convert your text to voice at voicepods.com. Read this decision at NIPT Law. www.nypti.org slash law. People v. Christopher J. Weber, decided on June 15, 2023. The Appellate Division reversed a county court order designating defendant Christopher Weber a level 3 sex offender based on his risk factor point assessment and remitted the matter for consideration of whether an upward departure was warranted. Defendant contends the remittal was impermissible because the people did not request a departure at the initial hearing before county court. We conclude that the appellate division had the authority to remit for consideration of an upward departure on the facts presented here. In 2014, defendant was charged with committing various crimes against a 10-year-old child and pleaded guilty to sexual abuse in the first degree. Defendant was initially placed on interim probation and promised youthful offender status if he successfully completed one year of probation. Due to defendant's subsequent arrest on other charges stemming from conduct occurring after his plea, defendant's probation was revoked and he was sentenced to a three-year term of imprisonment. In accordance with the Sex Offender Registration Act 1, SORA, prior to defendant's release, the Board of Examiners of Sex Offenders assessed defendant 110 points on the Risk Assessment Instrument, RAI, including 10 points under Risk Factor 1 for the use of forcible compulsion. Based on this RAI score, the board deemed defendant a level 3 sex offender, that is, at a high risk of reoffense, and did not recommend a downward departure. At his SORA hearing, defendant disputed the points assessed for several risk factors, including those for factor 1 based on forcible compulsion, and requested a downward departure to risk level 2. The people concurred in the board's point assessment and presumptive level 3 designation and opposed defendant's departure request. The people made no request in the alternative for an upward departure in the event the court reduced defendant's REI points. County court rejected defendant's challenges to the points assessed and adjudicated defendant a level 3 sexually violent offender. Given the nature of the underlying crime and defendant's record of serious disciplinary infractions, the court rejected defendant's request for a downward departure from the presumptive level 3 designation. Upon defendant's appeal, the appellate division reversed and remitted to county court for further proceedings. Noting the people's concession that there was no evidence of forcible compulsion, the appellate division reduced defendant's RAI score by 10 points, which rendered him a presumptive risk level 2 offender. The appellate division concluded that remittal was appropriate because county court had no reason to consider whether clear and convincing evidence supported an upward departure to level 3 after designating defendant a level 3 offender based on his RAI score alone. On remittal, defendant moved to preclude the people from seeking an upward departure, arguing that the remittal was improper. County court permitted the people to pursue a departure and granted defendants alternative requests to limit the proceeding to the record created during the original hearing. At the close of the second hearing, county court granted an upward departure from level 2 and again adjudicated defendant a level 3 sexually violent offender, reasoning that the RAI did not adequately account for defendant's conduct and arrest while he was on interim probation. The appellate division affirmed, noting that although the people did not request, a departure during the original SOAR proceeding, 
There was no reason for them to do so inasmuch as the court had classified defendant as a level 3 risk based upon the presumptive risk level yielded by the score on his RAI. The appellate division also rejected defendant's argument that county court had erred by upwardly departing under the circumstances of this case. We granted defendant leave to appeal. SORA was enacted to protect the public from the danger of sexual recidivism posed by individuals who commit certain sex offenses, see People v. Francis. To that end, SORA contains a detailed system of registration and community notification, with each sex offender's registration and notification obligations emanating from, their, designated risk level within a three-tiered classification scheme, People v. Cook, People v. Mingo. As relevant here, to determine an offender's risk level, the board provides the court with a risk assessment instrument that assigns numerical values to various risk factors in accordance with the SOAR risk assessment guidelines, resulting in an aggregate score that presumptively places an offender in a particular risk level, see Francis. At a SORA hearing, the offender and the people may each present evidence in support of their positions regarding the RAI point assessment and the offender's presumptive risk level, see Francis. Each party may request a departure from the presumptive risk level indicated by the offender's total score, Francis, and the court must then determine whether or not to order a departure from the presumptive risk level indicated by the offender's guidelines factor score using the framework set forth in People v. G. Lodi. If the defendant proves by a preponderance of the evidence mitigating circumstances, or the people prove by clear and convincing evidence aggravating circumstances, of a kind or to a degree not adequately taken into account by the guidelines, the court must then determine whether the totality of the circumstances warrants a departure, from the presumptive level, to avoid an over or under assessment of the defendant's dangerousness and risk of sexual recidivism. Here, the people prevailed before the SORA court on their requested allocation of points under the RAI and risk level. When the appellate division reversed on the allocation of points and the risk level dropped accordingly, it remitted to allow the SORA court to consider a departure request for the first time. Defendant and our dissenting colleague object, contending that because this upward departure request was not made during the original SORA proceeding, the SORA court made no ruling adverse to the people, and the appellate division therefore could not review this and preserve departure question and order remittal upon reversal. But this argument confuses the question of whether remittal was appropriate corrective action with a question of preservation. This is not a case in which a party failed to present an issue to the SORA court and then asked the appellate division to nonetheless resolve that same question. The appellate division did not rule on the merits of the departure but remitted it for the SORA court to do so in the first instance. With respect to whether the remittal was permissible, CPLR 5522 enumerates the various dispositions that the appellate division may order. It may reverse, affirm, or modify, wholly or in part, any judgment, or order before it, as to any party, and it may render a final determination or, where necessary or proper, remit to another court for further proceedings, CPLR 5522-A, CHECT v. City of New York. It is true that neither CPLR 5522 nor any other statutory or constitutional authority permits an appellate court to exercise any general discretionary power to grant relief to a non-appealing party unless necessary to afford full relief to an appealing party, hecht. But, contrary to our dissenting colleague's conclusion, 
the appellate division's reversal and remittal for consideration of an upward departure did not grant the people affirmative relief from county court's order, compare Bellevue S. Associates v. H.R.H. Const. Corp. Affirmance of verdict on alternative ground would grant affirmative relief where it would require reversal of trial court's rulings and a new trial on claims and theories that had been dismissed by the trial court, Tenevision Incorporated v. Newman, or review any ruling regarding a departure. County Court adjudicated defendant a level 3 offender based on an erroneous rye point assessment, and the appellate division awarded defendant relief by reversing that order. Its remittal upon that reversal did not grant greater relief to the people than County Court's order, Tenevision Incorporated. it merely provided, at most, an opportunity for the people to maintain the relief they originally requested and obtained before County Court, i.e., a level 3 designation, see People v. Moss. The people got no second bite at the apple, contrary to what the dissent claims, particularly given that county court limited the people on remittal to the record of the initial SORA hearing, and the SORA court made an appropriate designation of defendant's risk level, Mingo, based on that original record. For similar reasons, CPLR 5501-A-1 does not control the narrow question before us. CPLR 5501-A-1 1. Is implicated when the final judgment or order has been properly appealed by the appellant, and the respondent, who was not aggrieved and therefore had no right to bring a cross appeal, seeks review of a prior determination that was adverse to the respondent and would support a judgment in the respondent's favor, see parochial basis. v. Board of Educ. of City of NY. Here, the appellate division did not review an alternative ground for affirmance under CPLR 5501. A. 1. On defendant's appeal from county court's first order adjudicating him a level 3 offender. Rather, the appellate division reversed the order of county court from which defendant's appeal was taken and, upon that reversal, remitted to county court for further proceedings to determine whether a departure was warranted in the first instance. Defendant relies on People v. G. Lodi, of Subnom. People v. Fazio, but that decision does not compel a contrary conclusion. There, the RAI proposed by the board would have designated Defendant Fascio a presumptive level 1 offender, the people asked the SORA court to assess additional points and designate him a level 2 offender, and the court agreed with the people and adjudicated him a level 2 offender. Fazio objected to the point allocation and had both reason and opportunity to request that the SORA court grant a downward departure, but did not do so. The appellate division upheld the RAI score and level 2 designation. When Fazio belatedly sought the relief of a downward departure from this court, we declined to address the argument as unpreserved, while resolving a similar claim that the defendant in the companion case had presented to the SORA court, C.G. Lodi, see also People v. Johnson, observing that no legal issue was presented for this court's review where the defendant never requested a departure from the SORA court after it rejected his legal arguments disputing the right points. G. Lodi and Fazio fared differently because while both had ample reason to request a departure, only one did so. That same principle applies equally to the people, but the circumstances are different here. Rather than failing to seek a departure after losing on their requested point allocation and risk level before the SORA court, the people prevailed before the SORA court on their requested point assessment and secured their requested level 3 designation through the RAI score. Moreover, Nothing in our G. Lodi decision or the decisions below in those cases indicated that the defendant sought remittal, 
and we did not address the appellate division's authority to remit for consideration of a departure request when it reverses an order determining the defendant's risk level. None of the dissent's strenuous objections persuade us. First, we are skeptical that upholding the appellate division's remittal will encourage otherwise avoidable piecemeal litigation or squander judicial resources. When a SORA court assesses sufficient RAI points to assign the risk level sought by the people, the court might go on to adjudicate an academic request for an upward departure to the same risk level, or it might not. As the people note in their brief, the appellate division departments have remitted in similar circumstances on numerous occasions, including instances in which a departure request had not been made before the SORA court, see for example People v. Perez, remitting where the record reflected that the people would have sought an upward departure had the Supreme Court not designated the defendant a level 3 sexually violent offender, People v. Lewis, remitting where neither party requested a departure before the SORA court but the erroneous assessment of points may have impacted the people's decision to refrain from seeking an upward departure, People v. Brown, remitting for further proceedings regarding whether to depart upon removal of improperly assessed risk factor points, People v. Felice, remitting where the record indicated that the people would have sought an upward departure, People v. Munafo, remitting because SOAR Court did not have the opportunity to consider whether an upward modification was warranted due to its presumptive risk level classification, People v. Swain, remitting where the record contains some evidence that an upward departure from the presumptive level may be warranted and SORA court had no reason to consider whether to depart. Second, our ruling today does not portend an evulsive change in the rules of civil practice. Needless to say, we do not address the extent of the appellate division's remittal authority in a broad array of contexts not before us in this appeal. SORA is a unique and detailed statutory scheme that delegates to the board responsibility for developing guidelines and procedures to assess the risk of a repeat offense by such sex offender and the threat posed to the public's safety. The procedures established by the board dictate that the court first determine the presumptive risk level based upon the point assessment it deems appropriate under the guidelines, and the court may then depart from that level if it concludes the factors in the RAI do not result in an appropriate designation. Mingo, see Guidelines at 4, G. Lodi, Johnson, People v. Toledo, SORA Court's authority to depart in the procedures for assessing the defendant's presumptive risk level in the first instance, are derived from SORA's guidelines, directing the courts to determine offender risk level by applying the guidelines. Given the sequential structure of the departure process, a point we have repeatedly recognized, see G. Lodi, Johnson, a SORA court cannot assess a departure request until an offender's presumptive risk level has been determined. Third, we are unconvinced that the remittal here was inconsistent with people v. Havelka and progeny. In Havelka, we reaffirmed the well-settled principle that a rehearing should be ordered where an error of law by the hearing court resulted in a less-than-full opportunity for the people to address what could otherwise be a dispositive issue at the original hearing, see for example people v. Crandall, remittal appropriate where. In reliance on the courts holding that the search was proper pursuant to a search warrant, the people had no incentive to pursue an alternative ground for sustaining the search. Even if our case law regarding criminal proceedings was apposite here despite resting on different rights and rules of procedure, our holding today is consistent with Havelka, in which there was no erroneous ruling by the court to lull the people into complacency, Crandall, People v. Payden, the people should not be penalized for, there 
Initial success at the hearing and their alternative theory could be raised at new hearing because it was not relevant and necessary to the people's case until reversal on appeal. In the absence of any applicable statutory or other jurisdictional limitation on the appellate division's authority, we decline defendant's invitation to restrain the appellate division from remitting in these circumstances. The ultimate and paramount concern of the SOAR risk level assessment is an accurate determination of the risk a sex offender poses to the public, People v. Perez, quoting Mingo. Both that concern and the substantial consequences that a SORA classification carries for a defendant underscore the importance of ensuring that the courts correctly assess the risk that an offender poses to the community in making a risk-level determination, Johnson. Curbing the appellate division's power to remit for consideration of departure requests when it disagrees with the hearing court's point assessment and changes an offender's presumptive risk level would undermine SORA's objective and unduly constrain the appellate division's authority to order appropriate remedial action. Accordingly, the appellate division order appealed from and the appellate division order brought up for review should be affirmed, without costs. The majority opinion has a difficult job, it must rationalize a departure from universally applied civil procedure rules preventing do-overs on the basis of alternative grounds for relief that could have been asserted in the court of instance while denying that it has done so here. Our legal system derives its legitimacy in large part from its commitment to consistent rules, particularly those that constrain the decision-making of government officials wielding state power over individuals. Mr. Weber might wonder whether our rules have done so here. Order appealed from and appellate division order brought up for review affirmed, without costs. Opinion by Judge Halligan. Judges Rivera, Garcia, Singas and Canataro concur. Chief Judge Wilson dissents in an opinion. Judge Troutman took no part. Decided June 15, 2023. Decision podcasts by the New York Prosecutors Training Institute are made possible by Voice Pods. Convert your text to voice at voicepods.com. Read this decision at NIPT Law. www.nypti.org slash law.